to the Crucible, the first ever, I believe, podcast for the new FFG game Keyforge. I'm Tiny Grimes, and I'm joined every week by... What's up, guys? I'm Mike. That's right. He's known by the Rebel Spy, if you're a Star Wars Destiny fan. Uh, before we get into it, we're not going to do the 10-minute introduction of ourselves, but real briefly, why you should listen to us. Uh, I'm an avid FFG card game player. I've played at least three games at the highest level. I've made podcasts for way too many games. So many, in fact, that lots of my friends are going to mock me openly for making <laughs> yet another one. Mike, tell us a little about yourself. Including me. Okay, um, fair enough. <laughs> uh, but I'm Mike. Um, I've been playing card games since I was a little kid. Uh, when I was growing up, I pretty much only played with my younger brothers. I never actually went out and played in events and stuff like that. But uh, when Star Wars Destiny was coming out, I got really excited about that, um, got really into the community, and have become a sort of like competitive card, a competitive-ish player, um, but you know, a member of the community. So if, if you know me, you would probably know me from there. Um, that's pretty much it. I'd say Mike's pretty dang good. He's selling himself a little short there. That's okay. He's allowed to do that. All right, Mike. <laughs> We got a new game here, Keyforge. Uh, you know, like, let's talk a little bit about it, I guess. For, th for anyone who is, who is yeah. just uh, subscribed to the YouTube channel and going, what? Another podcast? What the heck is this? <laughs> uh, let's describe it. So we've got a card game, right? And what in your mind makes this game unique? What makes it interesting? What separates it from other card games? I, the, the, the first thing I, th I think everybody, you know, has to talk about is the uh the, the concept of a unique deck game and like the uh, just the the new distribution model i guess a new um just sort of like structure around how your deck is like constructed um, i believe there's 27 bajillion decks available i, I th yeah that, that that sounds pretty accurate <laughs> i think i got um, my zeros right there yeah i, I think so too <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah uh, and so it's it's what what also is interesting is that there's only the one win condition of this game, right? Yeah. You forge three keys, and when you do, you win. Uh, mm -hmm. And I think, I think one of my favorite parts, Mike, is going to be when your deck runs out of cards, you just shuffle them back in. I really like that. I like being able to kind of figure out, like, okay, I'm about to do a reshuffle. What do I have on the board? What do I have in my hand? What, you know, how can I make the odds go in my favor when we reshuffle? I don't know if this is actually going to be an element, Mike. I've only played three games. One of them I did a reshuffle like two seconds before I won. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just cool space to explore, um, like, regardless. And it's cool uh, that that's something to even consider. Um, and it's, it's uh, nice for most people that they won't have to worry about being milled. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if I should make the mill joke. Okay, there we go. It's been made. Uh, yeah. So there's the one-win condition, like... Any FFG game, basically, you draw a hand of cards, you play cards, and then the next person plays their turn. What I really like about this game, though, is that your deck is going to have three houses, each with 12 cards. And at the beginning of your turn, you have to declare, this is the house I'm using. I'm using house egg, as we call it, house shadow. Yep. This house. means <laughs> I can only use house shadow cards on the board. I can only use house shadow cards in my hand. And more shocking than all, I can only discard House Shadow cards. So, Mike, if I get a huge advantage and I get four discards on the board, and then I draw up a hand of every faction but House Dis, I actually have a pretty tough decision. Do I push my board advantage 
and not even be able to discard and know that I will never be able to play another card until I go in another house and then mm -hmm. let you just destroy all creatures next turn and have me go, oh, <laughs> or what do I do? I, I really like that mechanic, Mike. I wonder if it yeah. stops snowballs or not. I don't know yet. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure either. It's it's really, really cool, though. Just, like, I, I feel like it's it's kind of hard to wrap your your head around like the balance of, of how that actually works until um you play a game um and it's just like it, it's unlike any other game that i've played and it's super super interesting because it, it is that either like push your board advantage or um like you know gain additional board uh and it, it's it like it's weird because then you like you draw into, into your hand and it's like sometimes like you might have like like two of a house two of a house and then like another two of a house and it's like <laughs> Yep. <laughs> what, what what do you do? <laughs> uh -huh. so there's I've, there's so many different different you know things to consider. Yeah, and what's cool is there's our characters that will say something like ready any card or use any card, and so there's a mm -hmm. lot of strategy I feel like in going. Okay, I got one of my use any cards early. I'm gonna play that house first turn, even though I can't do much with it because I'm gonna set up a play not next turn but two turns from now. Because remember. Everything comes into play exhausted already. So right. <laughs> you're really like sculpting your turns down the road. Also, by knowing I got six cards from this house here, it means I'm not getting many later from that house and I'll get the other ones. I feel like there's a lot of uh, turn sculpting down the road. And anytime that's the case, I'm very intrigued by a game. Yeah, that that's really interesting because um, that's totally like not my inclination just as a gamer like to think ahead <laughs> at all <laughs> i take it you weren't a competitive chess player like i was <laughs> no i have garbage at chess so <laughs> uh, so it's it's interesting because i having to think about the game in those terms and then also trying to like just like react to what's happening on the board and like uh sort of adapt to what your opponent does as well like melding those two sort of uh you know strategies and stuff like that is really really interesting and like you are going to have to adapt a lot of the time because like you're not necessarily going to be able to play around cards as easily because you have no idea what's in your opponent's deck <laughs> yeah we're going to get to that in a segment in a bit uh yeah. where we delve deep into unique deck building but yeah you're totally right there it's it's a totally different ball game yeah. when you can't go oh you're playing those three houses i know 34 of the 36 cards in your deck. I'm really curious to see what innovations you have. Instead, it's like, huh, uh, how unlucky or lucky did you get with your deck pull there, sir or man? Yeah, because <laughs> there's, there's what? Like, there's, like, over, like, like, 30 cards per house or something? Like, probably more than that? Because there's, like, three, 370 cards, seven houses. So if those are split evenly, there's... There's a ton of different possible cards your opponent can have. <laughs> like, in you're, you're like, wait a second. <laughs> yeah, it's it is going to be really interesting. And that's the part where uh, I'm not sure how much I'm going to love or not love that element of it, right? Like, mm -hmm. I love the fact that decks are unique. I don't know that I'm going to love the fact that what that implies beyond that, that as a player, it's harder to make those long-term plans around their deck. It almost feels yeah. like in some way it's going to be more of a solitaire element where you're really having to play your engine and then like adapting your engine to what your opponent shows you they can do. Yeah. It well that that's interesting too, though, because it, it like, you know, your engine only exists if your deck comes with it already in it. You know what I mean? Like, 
<laughs> like well, what what I mean is, you will probably look at your deck before you play it, Mike. <laughs> well, sure, sure, I sure. realize yeah. your first game, you just kind of threw down your deck. But theoretically, <laughs> you would look at it. In, in theory. <laughs> okay, okay, fair enough. Now, uh, where I see it getting a bit more interesting then is, like, in a eight, like if uh, organized play is, let's say, like a best of three scenario, because then you sort of start to learn what your opponent's deck can do, and then yeah. you can maybe then play around some stuff. Yeah. I think there's let, let's talk about organized play real quick because I think there's so many cool elements of organized play. So they've said mm -hmm. already that you're gonna like put your deck into an app and it's gonna track how many times it wins it, and when it wins, then it's gonna get handicaps, which I'm guessing Mike are gonna be the chains for those of yeah. you who don't know. However many chains you have is how, like it, it affects how many less cards you draw per turn, so it's a huge disadvantage to even have like two chains. Um, so I think that's going to balance it. But there's so many awesome things you could do, Mike. So like you're saying, you could just do a best of three with one deck and learn the other person's deck. But what if you did like Hearthstone tournament style, where since the decks are so cheap, you got to bring five and your opponent gets to ban one based on its app uh, usage, right? It can look in the app and be like, mm -hmm. oh, I know that deck. No, 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 no. Tiny's Dis Egg House whatever deck. I'm banning Through that deck, sucker. Yeah. You got to beat me with your four lesser decks, chump. I yeah. don't know. It could be really cool. That could be awesome. I, like I, the 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 whole sort of uh, idea of the app and like organized play integrating with like technology just totally gets me excited because of things like that. Um, like there's so many opportunities for just like really interesting, awesome um, th things like that to be able to uh, like set up tournaments in different ways and like track a deck's you know like stats basically and it's like okay. Like you're bringing it a tournament, like the the TO you know looks on the app and and like when you start you automatically you know like everybody knows you automatically start with like six chains or whatever. So yeah, just and seems also, super interesting. Like you sit down, so intimidating. You sit down, and they're like, <laughs> dear God, you start with fourteen chains. You're like, yep, I'm I'm a bad mother, dude. And like oh my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't care if I have fourteen chains. My deck is still gonna roll. Eventually, you have like a thousand chains. You you start oh, with the man. one card hand, just drawing one every turn. Uh, oh wow, this could be wild. Yep. All right. Um. Let's let's move into then our big topic of the day, which is the unique decks and what our thoughts are. So let me let me start by asking you this question: Are you at all worried that while I think the unique unique deck element is meant to make it like feel a little more casual, take out the net decking, make it feel more skill intensive at the board. Are you at all worried that it becomes even more pay to win? That we realize, okay, this combination of houses is the way you want to go. You have to have these two cards at a minimum and people mm -hmm. just crack deck after deck after deck until they hit that. And everyone who hasn't is just like, oh, <laughs> I got rolled again. Are you worried at all I, that that's going to happen? I I I'm, I would I don't know if worried's the right word, but there's like the possibility exists for that, right? But between the like handicapping, you know, it's like uh, solution and stuff like that, like maybe it's not as much of an issue. Like I, I I guess this really like the question comes down to like what is like how fast can they uh, sort of handicap decks, um, and how like aggressively are they going to um, sort of like go for that? Because if a deck, you know, if it is like okay, you have to have these three houses and I have to have like these two, you know, cards in it or whatever. 
um, like that deck can only win a certain number of times before it's handicapped. But then I guess maybe it makes it even more of a of a chase because then like it's it, people are just gonna find like the next one that's right. not handicapped yet. So yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's really interesting. I'm, I totally agree with you there that it really comes down to how aggressive they are with handicapping. What I'm mm-hmm. also wondering is, since each deck is unique, do they handicap an archetype? And you just scan in your code the first time, and it's like, congratulations, you have 18 <laughs> chains! And you're like the new guy at the store, you and your buddy like, each bought it, heck? and you're like, wait, what? <laughs> That's a bunch of bull. I don't even know how to play Keyforge. What's a chain? <laughs> uh, so I, I don't know. Oh, or are man. they going to say each unique, each unique deck is getting hit? I have to think it's got to yeah. be archetype, right? But but the thing is, how do they See, know? See, I, I, I have to think it has to be the latter. I, I don't know. You think it has to be each unique deck or each archetype? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but So then it's this crazy chase of like, <laughs> you're like, yes, I opened it. But, but I'm going to hold it. <laughs> Because I have a big tournament coming, so I'm not right. going to play it in the little tournament. I'm going to take the lesser version of it, let that get all the chains, and then save it for Gen Con and win everything. Yeah, right? Like, the, the stuff surrounding that is going to be super interesting. I have no idea, like, how it's going to turn. I, I, I hope that it, that it, it is, you know, not something that, you know, detracts from the game. Because, yeah. like, nothing would be worse than that. You know, like, that, that just seems like it would be awful. So I feel hopefully. like the whole point of Unique Decks... <laughs> is to add, right? To be able to say, it's not about net decking, it's about skill. Mm-hmm. It's going to be very depressing if you're like, I'm ah, just kidding. It's still totally about net decking. Just, yeah. <laughs> just open packs till you get this one, then you're fine. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, on the other hand, it's like hopefully there's enough like, variance and like differences like per deck that like archetypes don't pop up as often in general. So, But who... Who knows if that's real or not? Like we we have no idea what the algorithm looks like, what the um, distribution of you know specific cards is going to be until everybody starts opening up decks. Yeah, and apparently one cool thing that I'm really excited about is that the decks aren't random. Like they're mostly random, mm-hmm. but if you get something like uh, every additional creature you play, caught, um, you get a bonus. They're not going to be like, psych, you got no other creatures. <laughs> oh, doesn't that suck? Like, the tribal elements, I, I, from what I have read, there will be at least a piece of that tribal element. You might not get the whole kit to where you can just destroy people with it, but you're at least going to get a piece of it. So, I don't know mm-hmm. if that means it limits the decks a bit, but I feel like that's a positive. What do you think? Yeah, I think that, that that's totally positive. It's just a feel bad if you, you know, get this deck, you open it up, and, like, your cards just don't work together. Like, yeah. if it was just a completely random assortment of cards that is, like, literally just random... Um, I'm I'm glad that it, that it's not that because uh like e- even though your deck was created by a computer like at least it can you know try to achieve a goal. Can um, function to some degree. Yeah, exactly. Like there's some some synergies in it. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, my other question with this is I played the Star Wars LCG and it's kind of a similar thing where um. Because you are forced to play with X amount of cards, you do get to choose them, but you're forced to use a whole bunch of bad cards, at least in the beginning. There was Mm -hmm. this weird thing where you'd be like, well, the plus side is I have to figure out how to effectively use my bad cards. And I love that element. But the downside was kind of like, well, I didn't draw Luke this game. (laughs) And Mike drew Vader. Good game, man. That was a lot of fun. 
Are, are you worried about that at all? Do you think that's going to work out okay? What do you think? What are your impressions so far? I don't. I, I don't think I am. Um, I, because of like the way that like drawing and sort of like like the whole you know like you can kind of draw as many cards as you want kind of thing by discarding and by playing your cards. So I, I think that you'll be able to get through your deck like much quicker than in a game like the LCG. Um, even though the LCG did have a similar thing where you just drew up to your hand size at yeah, the end, right? It's pretty much yeah. the exact same thing, but nice. Yeah, you're right. Okay. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I, I take that part back, but, um, I, I don't know. I, I don't think I'm super worried about it, but, um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know why. <laughs> maybe, maybe I should be. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. I, I've played a handful of games and there was one deck I played that was clearly a deck that wanted one or two creatures. And mm -hmm. my opponent played that deck the first time and didn't get it and got rolled into oblivion. And then we switched decks, and I did get the big creature, and I was able to put the attachment on it that said when it dies, it goes to your archives instead of discard. And I rolled him because it was just like, okay, he finally does kill him. Oh, he goes to the archives, and I get him back whenever mm -hmm. I want him. Um, so I don't know. I think, I think there will be some decks where that will be more of an issue with other, than other decks. And I think that's okay. I, I kind of like the idea that, um, you know, you can open a bunch of decks and kind of figure out, like, okay, do I want to play the balls-to-the-wall combo? I get it or I don't. Or do I want to <laughs> play the more consistent, there's a lot of pretty good cards in this deck. And so I, I like the idea that you'll, you should theoretically have that choice. Yeah, totally, totally. And, I mean, it's all, like, again, it like sort of comes down to the organized play stuff, too, because it's like, how often can a deck consistently win? And then... That yeah. then like feeds into the the handicap system to be able to say like okay now let's try to make this deck win less consistency or more more consistent well I guess not more but like less con like brings down the those crazy decks that you know just roll people down <laughs> to the level of the of Mike, everything else so it's got the craziest <laughs> idea this is right, so bad <laughs> Are, how robust is the system going to be because what if this happens. What if you win a few games and you realize, oh, dang, this deck is awesome. <laughs> this deck's good. <laughs> I need to win some real tournaments with this. I need to scale it back. I need to throw a whole <laughs> pile of games of this, right? You're like, I don't know. I'll discard my best cards. I don't know what I was doing. Oh, did I lose? That's too bad. Wink, wink. Saving oh, it for worlds. Now it has so no chains on it anymore. I don't know, Mike. I'm worried now. So now I'm, I'm worrying myself, Mike. <laughs> yeah, who knows? I mean, like... If that is a thing that people can do, people will do it. So. Oh, definitely. Definitely yeah. there's people out there that will do that. Yeah. Um, so what's your favorite part, then, about these unique decks? We've talked about some potential pitfalls, maybe some worries, but what do you think is the coolest thing about these unique decks? Um, I, I like, wa watching the, the like, um, the in-flight report, like, Richard Garfield talking about, like, his experiences playing early magic and sort of like not knowing what is in your opponent's deck and kind of every, every deck feels like it's yours. Um, I, th I think that part is really, really exciting to me um, to be able to like just have a deck that I know like inside and out and like I can play that, that the hell out of this deck, but um, you know, I'm facing all these other decks that I have no idea like what to expect necessarily when I'm going like just sort of the, um, like the variety and stuff is really, really interesting to me like the fact that there well hopefully theoretically isn't as much of like a, a metagame quote-unquote where it's like everybody's playing one of like even 10 decks 
like to play against a unique deck every single time I sit down at a tournament sounds awesome. Um, yeah. so. I agree. The allure of this game is really high. I'm mm-hmm. just hoping beyond hope that it actually follows through and it's not yeah, like you described. <laughs> uh, so the reason I'm so excited about this game is I understand there are two Tiny Grimes. There is school year teacher Tiny Grimes where I have mm-hmm. this this little sliver of time that is mine um, that I cannot use to master the meta of a well-figured-out game. Like, my Star Wars Destiny play suffers immensely during the school year and then I have the summer to sort of catch up and then lose it all again so it's really enticing to me Mm -hmm. to have a game that theoretically I can just use my skill learn my deck and show up at a tournament and not have to have memorized every deck in the meta every counter in the meta and just use my skill and play that is a very enticing element to me like you said yeah. I'm a little worried. Will that actually play out? <laughs> I don't know. We're going to have to see. But if it does, I, so. I think that's where this game will just catch fire and become one of the most popular games that there is if they can find a way to do that. It's going to be a real challenge, though, I think. Yeah. It, it, the the organized play aspect of it is going to be where this game, I think, uh, succeeds or fails. Um, but I, I have high hopes. Um so yeah, the the other the other thing that I really really like about just like the whole unique deck system in in general is like all you gotta do is buy a ten dollar deck. Yeah, and <laughs> one ten dollar deck, good. you're all in. <laughs> you're good. You're good. <laughs> yep. uh, that is so. so and, and this is another thing that I love. Um, you could play sealed events. You just all yeah. show up. You buy your maybe you maybe you allow people to buy two decks, right? So they have a mm-hmm. choice. Uh, and then when you leave the sealed event. You don't have a pile of garbage cards from sets that you already have. You mm-hmm. actually have two more decks to add to your pile. Totally. Um, another thing that I think could be really fun, and this is for like the grinders out there, is to try to get bad decks hit with with sanctions. Right? You're like, <laughs> I'm so good. Like it could be a YouTube series. You're like getting this deck to the top of the of the scales right and you show yeah. like see it's not that good but i'm so good i'm gonna get it five chains or something absurd like there's just so many fun things that you can do with this premise that i am really really intrigued by the unique deck element definitely all right should we move to our card of the week mike let's do it the card of it. the week that blew out mike so bad his head was spinning and mike it blew out me too. It blew out me too hey. earlier. I was able to recover because I didn't have as big of a lead as you had. Uh, uh-huh. But yeah, so the card is Bait and Switch. If you're a Star Wars <laughs> Destiny player, you already know this is going to be a blowout card. Yep. <laughs> uh, it is from the Shadow House, and it says uh, steal Amber from your opponent until they do not have more than you. Is that is that the exact text? I believe yeah, so. yeah. It's like it's like steal steal one. Amber, and then if your opponent still has more yes. amber than you, steal one amber. Do it again. So you keep, you keep going it. until it evens it out. Yeah. I think I had like nine, and you yeah. had zero, <laughs> because you had just cashed in one of your keys. Yep, I made a key, <laughs> then played that to steal a whole bunch from you, take you under six, in fact, yeah. and put me yep. right on the precipice of and, making another key. And now, even in this game, I can not play a bait and switch. So. Yeah. 
So, so let's talk about, about a card like Bait and Switch. Like, Bait and Switch is a card that is obviously very terrifying. And if you knew I had it in my deck, and you noticed <laughs> yeah. my deck was getting low, and we hadn't seen it yet, you'd play around it. But here's my question. If someone is just playing House Shadow, how much do you play around Bait and Switch if you don't know if they have it? <laughs> right? Like, yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's, I guess, something that you have to keep in the back mind but like like do you respect it i yeah i have no idea i right. i think we we probably have to play a lot more games with a lot more different decks to be able to answer that question yeah. uh 100 and that's but. gonna be really it's gonna be <laughs> so weird too for like play testing right you're like yeah. i played against my friend a bunch i know he has bait and switch i play around it you get in a tournament and you're like uh, <laughs> i played exactly how i played against mike and i got destroyed because that dude had none of the cards that mike had how right. the heck do you play test this game? <laughs> oh man, I have no idea. Yeah, I'm yeah, so like... excited for this game, Mike. I feel like it's gonna like be awesome, man. <laughs> walking into a fog and hoping that like a, a Mack truck just doesn't run you over out of nowhere, and you're just like, oh, that happened. Oh that, my goodness, totally that's the excitement that. of it, right? Like that—that's the part that gets me pumped. Yeah. That I don't have to like, you know, meta game everything and try and play around, you know. I mean, I, I guess now I have to play around, like, 40 different cards instead of, like, two, two or three, but yeah. I, I'm never going to do that anyway, so I, it doesn't matter. Yeah, and so that's the part I can't figure out if I like or not, right? Like, I like knowing the meta inside and out and playing around cards, but as I just said, school year tiny goes, dude, I don't know. It's, I don't even know the <laughs> cards in the new set. How am I going to play around them? So, yeah. yeah, school year tiny definitely loves this game. And guess what? That's only in a month, Mike. I have to yeah. transition pretty quick here to the to the other tiny that no one likes to be around. He's lame and boring. <laughs> well, he won't be when he's playing Keyforge. Darn right he won't be. So. All right. Well, Mike, um, <laughs> I think that's going to wrap up our first episode of Keyforge. People don't know us very well, so why don't you let people out there know what your YouTube channel is, your Twitter, anything else you do. Yeah, so I have a uh, YouTube channel, um, youtube.com slash rebelspy. Uh, so far, I've had a bunch of Star Wars Destiny videos on there, but uh, I may start putting up some other content, including maybe Keyforge. Um, and then on, on Discord, I'm just rebelspy. Pretty much every, everywhere, I'm uh, rebelspy, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, actually, before, before I talk about me, I almost forgot to mention, there's already a TTS mod for mm -hmm. Keyforge. Go get it. It's called Super Key Forge. There's also a Discord channel. Uh, I don't know the link to it right now. I can put it in the show notes. Uh, but definitely join that group. If you want to look for me, I'm on uh, YouTube at Tiny Grimes. I'm on uh, Discord, Tiny Grimes. I'm Twitter. I think I'm Tiny Grimes Games. I'm basically Tiny Grimes everywhere. On YouTube, I do Switch content, Destiny content. Definitely definitely Keyforge content <laughs> so uh yeah i think we're gonna have a good time mike what do you think how's how's the first episode looking to you i think i, I think i think it's good i'm okay. i'm right. i'm dude I'm, I'm just excited to play more uh more more Keyforge. So yeah a little, little more Keyforge later <laughs> we're on yeah yeah all right De so oh, everyone yeah, out I'm there so <laughs> thanks for hanging out with us welcome to the crucible archons we'll see you next week <laughs>